And welcome to another edition of Calling the Audible. As we are in different spots and different places in different parts of the world. Well, not really different parts of the world, but uh, I'm in my home along with PZ, who's replacing. Oh, PZ's not here, but I- no. Iggy's replacing PZ. Technically, he is here. Oh, He's he actually here. under you. See? Exactly. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. The future Pittsburgh Pirate. Follow Della Rock right there. The starting third baseman. Yeah. Now you know. Now you know. I've never seen him wear a baseball hat before, PZ. Well, because I have a softball game I'm leaving for. Um, Turns out, don't make Duke your captain, because when you say avoid Wednesday nights, he prioritizes Wednesday nights. <laughs> I wish I made Rank that up. One to, one to five, your favorite night to play softball, Wednesdays. Number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but well, are, is it a one or is it a five? See, that's the problem. No, it was yes. It was Wednesday nights, please. It's infuriating. <laughs> because I'm also going on vacation, so you won't have me for another two weeks after this, Mo. Yeah, so you're gone for two weeks, right? Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, then, Iggy, can you work for two weeks? <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Okay, so great. You're covering my article for two weeks. Awesome. Uh, so <laughs> it, Iggy and I... <laughs> didn't specify what I was replacing exactly. <laughs> so Iggy I and I will be running the show then for two weeks, and then you're back from playoffs then, I would imagine, right? Exactly. I hope. Yeah. Well, right. into the playoffs, yes. Yeah. I, I've lost track of dates here. So playoffs begin when exactly? I, can we get I that official date yet? August-ish. August, oh, it's there. I, no, July 30th, I believe. The, uh, the playoff schedule has come out, yeah. actually. Yeah, so you check, can check get your... It, you can get the dates. No. Of course. No, but anyway, like, for, for those who are curious now, just check your, your division uh, page, and the schedule tab will be there for playoffs. You can see when the dates are officially for every playoff date, whether it's the quarterfinals, semifinals, the final itself, and you'll know when you'll play your playoff game. So right now, so it's PZ, Iggy, Mocon, along with Eagle. As we are going to recap everything we've done in the last week or so, it's been a while since PZ and I have been together. It's been a very long time since Iggy and I have been together uh, as a duo, as a co-host duo here. But uh, hopefully, this show won't be muted as it was two weeks ago with uh, you, PZ, and I, Iggy. Yeah, yeah. And there, I was muted for five seconds, and then I looked at Eagle. He unmuted me. Uh, playoffs start officially thirty-one, the thirty-first of July. We have an audio. Sorry, you, you said three-one. I I didn't catch that last part. You said three-one. Yeah, the thirty-first of July. Of uh, of July or August? July. You're July. Muted. Sunday. Sunday, July thirty-first. You're muted before. That's why. Yes, I know. It's the double knuckle month. Because June and July <laughs> both have thirty-one days. Based on how yeah, you learned right. to count when you're a kid. That's right. That's right. I have a jacket like that. Two knuckles. Yeah. Nice. It's called a moose knuckle. Moose knuckle. And, yeah. Uh, and you was going there. All right, so let's dive into it, guys. Uh, Eagle, anything to update? Anything to announce from a league's uh, perspective for those? Uh, Fall Cup is coming up. Uh, I wish I knew more than that, but I literally, that's all I know. Um, Turns out when we post on social media, it's also when we find out what's going on here. Wait, we have a fall season? And, yeah, so uh, Eagle, believe- when I asked that question in our in our uh, league thread, you uh, soiled on me because I asked that question. Well, also, we were talking about what merch and, and swag we were going to give out to the finalists and everything. And you're like, hey, what are we doing for Fall Cup? And I was like, this <laughs> I is was not asked the time. That question, we're I forget, man. People were asking me on Sunday. A few teams are, hey, what's going on for fall season? I go, I don't know. Well, I'll let you know mm-hmm. when I find out. Now we uh, now we found out on uh, Instagram that it's that there will be a fall season. Is it really? I didn't check my Instagram for for that today. I'll look for it afterwards, man. So, anything else, Eagle, from from the league's offices that we need to parlay to the uh, to the uh, minions of ours, the humanoids? D- Division E, you'll have your uh, format for the playoffs soon. 
with a little TM next to it. Um, it's becoming our trademark, so I just keep saying that. Uh, for everyone else, we're in week six officially, sort of, I guess. Um, so we're going to be doing the playoff brackets soon, um, so we'll let you know exactly where you are. Um, like Iggy mentioned last week, a few of them are a little bit strange. Um, so even though you show green, you may not actually be green. So we'll get that all finalized and uploaded in the articles. Uh, and uh, we'll have the playoff breakdowns every week updated so you'll have an idea on that. That's pretty much the main news. Other than that, uh, we're going into week seven. Um, so releases can no longer be a- effective after week seven. Keep that in mind if you need to drop players. So uh, yeah. So it's not week seven. It's after game seven. seven. It's, it's actually game, week seven. It's game. Yeah, seven. It's, it's actually week. week seven. It's written as game seven. As and this, team pictures. As... Team pictures. Don't forget about team pictures, people. Um, <laughs> That's a long time ago. Are you sure, Iggy? I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, I agree with you, but I'm pretty sure it's written as week seven. I believe it's week seven in the rules, but I could be wrong. I'm gonna go look now. It's week, it's week I said, seven. I think it's this, it's but week. I could be wrong. So basically, I have no. Stance you have on no the idea. <laughs> Okay, and, and team pictures. By the way, uh, we're, we're starting to take a few here and there. So it is for those game who don't actually. Have it, oh wow! I I, I told you. Yeah, I, I we actually you. did it a rule was, right for was, once. It was verbatim. I was reading it. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold on. Wrong or something in the FPF world? That's a big time thing here. Yeah. That eagle was wrong. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. It turns out we we accidentally wrote the language properly. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Yay for mistakes. <laughs> All right, uh, and lastly, team pictures. We'll have that done for everyone hopefully sooner than later. I took a couple out to send that to you guys as soon as possible, but oh, there uh, you go. but there team you pictures go. are slowly being done, and we'll have that up and ready on the on the league website by the time uh, this is all said and done. Okay, uh, let's dive into pick a division eagle. We're gonna go with what today, my friend? We're going with the same order you have in the script. So we're starting <laughs> with women's division. Oh, I thought we were doing a random draw. That's what I thought we were doing. Not doing a random draw. There's literally an order in the sheet. Just do it in that order. I changed the order so that. Well, the order is the order, what it is. Lead it out so that it could work. It's good. I like it. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so look, we got three way tie for first place, guys. Uh, Three teams of three and two. Um, What do you make of this now, Iggs? I'll start with you first, and PZ, you can go second here. What do you make of this now with a three and two race between three teams here? Is there like a definitive favorite in your mind that can definitely pull away from the, that tripod of teams moving forward? So I think going into the season, we all thought that Red Nation was the favorite given that they had made the finals uh, in the winter season uh, and that there was a strangers team, pretty much a free agents. And uh, Le Petit Miette, the previous, the former strangers were coming back for a second season, uh, just, you know, working on their reps and, and whatnot. But there isn't now five weeks into the season to me there is not a clear-cut favorite uh i think having three teams sitting at three and two makes it for a very interesting uh back half of the women's division and honestly in any given night you know i didn't think that uh, strangers villa given that they were playing in uh back-to-back weeks here uh, and how strangers uh, really took it to Villa. Uh, Villa put up a fight in their in the second game. So uh, honestly, each game, it's kind of uh, on any given night, any of these teams can can beat each other. So that makes it for interesting. So I had a different stance coming to the season. I like Red Nation, but I thought they had some flaws having covered them in the finals, um, and those flaws still seem to be present. Um, Allison Sobel requires her defense to create turnovers to give her enough. Uh, we haven't seen enough growth from her at the quarterback position yet. 
Uh, so I thought there was going to be the same kind of issues. But for me, give me Stranger Things. It's uh, it's that time of the year. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, Iggy, I tell a joke specifically so you roll your eyes. Sometimes they're meant to be bad. But I got a chance to watch uh, Strangers Against Villa. They did not respect Villa's deep game at all. They sat back and, and uh, allowed you know short passes to be completed, uh, often to, to Kea, Alan Beckles. And she's great. She's fast. She's great in the open field. But they collapsed in on her. They knew that that's all Villa had uh, going for her. Olivia Stewart took the snaps for Villa. Uh, she seemed to have a sort of a, a long, deliberate uh, throwing motion. And uh, because of that, strangers adapted quickly and said, you know what, we're not covering anything past 10 yards and they'll, they'll force throws over their, over their heads. They did a great job. So I was really impressed by how they managed that game. And I think in this kind of division, it's not just your top-end talent. It's how well you manage game situations. I was really impressed by how well strangers did in that situation. You, you know, That's how you take, Iggy. That's that's the way to do it here. You hammer yeah, you it down. See, look, I spoke I spoke about this before. I, I don't know if Villa has a quarterback on that roster to even compete with the other three teams here. But when you look at strangers and how they're built up, and yes, they played Villa back to back weeks here, and there's a little bit of no love loss with those two teams because of how the first game went with the trash talking from Gino DeFazio, the head coach of Villa, with a couple of the players from that roster from the Strangers. I just think that there's something about strangers that really kind of catches my eye. I like their offense. It's it's a it's a very dynamic offense that this quarterback that they have uh, throwing for them in terms of where they are uh, with Jade McHugh Thibault. She has a good arm, guys. It's it's yeah. a lot of her throws. She throws with great confidence. She's not afraid of, of of holding the back. She will launch and throw no matter who's out there. If it's double team, triple team, whatever it is. And I like how they've been built. And like Iggy and I spoke about this, uh, I think a week ago in Leola during the scorekeeping shift. Um, there's some good players on that defense that play well. And I, I, and I think they match up well with the Red Nation. And you made, brought up a good point of a piece about Allison Sobel as a quarterback where, yeah, she, she's dependent on her defense to play well, play well, which they have. But if they get to that matchup with strangers, I just think that right now the strangers are a better team of, 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 of chemistry on both sides of the football than what Red Nation has right now moving forward. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, and then there's the uh, the other team we're we're not talking about, Le Petit Miet. They might have, uh, and Mo, you might disagree, uh, but I think they might have the 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 better quarterback in the division in uh, Morgan Cosimano Valois. Uh, like I mentioned, she has the now pedigree and the experience of playing uh, eight or ten games. I believe it was eight last year in the women's uh, division. Uh, she's bringing that uh, that experience over now to the spring season and has, uh, look, 14 touchdowns in six games, not uh, blowing teams away, uh, but it's it's better than the average uh, in the in the women's division, uh, average quarterback play, and a pick a game, also not great, but not not uh, you know not looking at double digit interceptions as uh, as many of the uh, other quarterbacks. Uh, have thrown already so so I like Le Petit Miet's chances anytime you have uh, you're winning the quarterback battle in FPF you're you significantly increase your chances at winning games so uh, for those reasons I like Le, Le Petit Miet uh, if you're arguing for them yeah I, I like him too I think Noemi Baudet's a really good receiver she's a matchup problem for uh, for any opposition opposition out there and also, uh, Le Petit Miet, they finished off with Villa twice in the last three weeks of the season. So they might have the inside track towards the one seed and a rematch with Villa in the, in the knockout stages of, of the playoffs here. 
So they might be in, in the best position of, of really pulling away from the, the rest of the three and two teams that's left right now in the season. Boys, um, I've officially worked long enough to be able to expense my gas, so I'm going to take off and enjoy the rest of the show. I can't wait to listen to it tomorrow morning. Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, go hit some home runs for us, PZ. Two sports star, Paul Della Rocca, good leaving us here. So, you know, it, it, the thing that, that I'm curious about, though, as we move towards the final three weeks of the women's season is PZ brought the point that Red Nation made the finals, and you brought the point as well in, in the winter season. I'm not saying that there's there's pressure on them, but I, I I just wonder now for them, can they put it together again and get back to the funnels and and win it? Because as I said before, I'm not convinced by them right now. Moving towards these final few weeks of the season, they'll have to play mistake-free football from Allison Sobel. But do you trust her in that though? The, I don't. Not I don't I I what I trust less is moving the ball efficiently, crossing the half. Crossing the half is huge in the women's division uh, because it's about 15 or 20 yards to get the first down, essentially, and it's more than the usual 10 yards uh, to gain a first. That's where I see the, the bigger struggle. So I trust her maybe, let's say, protecting the football, but not necessarily ad- advancing the field. That, her that, pro- that, that's my biggest worry. I think her hiccup, is her glitch as a quarterback in this league, uh, Eggs, is that she, it's it's the you know, and you're a quarterback too, and you understand what, what I'm going to say. It's how you throw that football. Do you throw it with touch? Do you throw it with zip? And I don't think she's figured that out yet fully to comprehend. Hey, listen, if I have someone in the flats, in in, in a man to man look or or in a zone look here, I got to throw it in this particular way. And she's had moments where she's where the receivers won the individual matchup, but that ball's overthrown or underthrown. And that's where I think she's got to figure it out that, hey, I need, to, I, I need to understand what's available to me and make my adjustment and process that play better and make that throw that's going to give us a completion and get us close to a, a first down or a touchdown in the opposing end. Yeah, she she's shows signs of sometimes uh, knowing what type of throw it has to be. Uh, if it's a post uh, and we talked about this off air, but a post that goes across the field, she knows uh, she's actually good at that in leading her receiver uh, and and sort of uh, putting it on a on a string, let, let, let's say. But she yeah. struggles more with the uh, the firing the ball on a on like a, on a five or ten out. Uh, that she's also lobbing up into the air, so that's giving time to the defenders to come in, make a play on the ball, uh, bat it out of uh, receivers' hands, and uh, and that's where they're struggling. Uh, that's one of the reasons why they are struggling moving the ball for first down. Yeah, quickly before we get to the next topic here, McHugh Thibault, you're going to laugh at me, but I'm making this as a college football comparison, not the professional okay. version. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm she listening. reminds me of Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying she's a Cleveland, not, not the Cleveland Brown Carolina Panther version. I'm talking about the Oklahoma Sooner version. Okay, She's got this confidence and arrogance about her that you're not gonna you're not gonna get into her head like she she's the type of person that will give it back to you yeah and i just love how she just slings that football and there and we spoke about this before and i even mentioned to pz in weeks past there's a quarter there's two type of quarterbacks quarterbacks that make pat that make passes or there's a quarterback that make throws and she makes throws yeah and and that's why i i'm just buying into the into that team's stock right now that they can definitely be the one seed going towards the playoffs and maybe just maybe be the women's champion of the spring season by the time it's all said and done. So it's going to be fun. So 
Eggs, I mentioned to you about my, my breakout stars, guys to watch out for, these young ladies to watch out for in the FPF world who are coming up in the ranks. We know it's a smaller division this year. It's not the same division as it was in the winter season with the big hitters involved. But there are some players that I want to bring attention towards that I think can definitely okay. play in the tier ones. Now, now I hope there's no potion of players, which would dilute you know quality of play. But a player like Cassie Levy, who plays for the, plays for the Strangers, Mm-hmm. She's um, she's something that I'm, I'm a big fan of, and how she's played this year overall. I just think that for her and how she is a phenomenal defensive player. I think she has like four or five ints. Yeah. She's a legitimate covered corner. She reminds me, and again, to use the NFL comparison, she reminds me of Minka Fitzpatrick. She just erases problems. Like she just takes yeah. out things and makes yes. big plays. And I just think from a, a radar perspective of where this can go for her. Um, if she desires to play in, in maybe in the in the co-ed league next year, that is a player that I'm putting my money on that can definitely be an influential player for uh, maybe a higher tier one team in Division One, uh, a tier one for women's or in a co-ed roster if she if she goes in that route down the road. Yeah, I, uh, I I agree. I've seen her play as well. Uh, you know, the four TDs, uh, sorry, the four INTs, the five passes defended, the two sacks really gives you an idea of, of, uh, of you know, how, how she's an impact player on defense, uh, shutting receivers down, shutting quarterbacks down. Uh, I also think on the defensive side of the ball, we've and we've talked about it on calling the audible or, or you and uh, PZAP, but Rachelle uh, Valliard of Red Nation, she has already eight uh, INTs, Four of them coming back to the house. We, Pease has mentioned uh, how Allison Sobel relies on that defense. Uh, she's one of the main staples uh, for giving Red Nation some of her victories already. Uh, I think offensively, though, uh, there's a couple names that stand out to me. I, I don't know if uh, if you'll agree, Mo, but um, players like Lori Willette. She's already yeah. playing on my co-ed team. She's also playing on the stream. Is she not banged up right now, though? No, she's good. She's, okay. uh, she's healthy. Yeah. Okay. So uh, she she could have had two touchdowns in our uh, game against Blue Wave, but we'll talk about Coed in a uh, in a few minutes here. Yeah, I wonder um, why she didn't have the two touchdowns, huh? Why? I'm looking at you. Why? No, no, I'll explain in Coed, but uh, she dropped one and uh, she she caught the ball. I'll explain in two seconds. She caught the ball uh, all alone on a hook and go. And she's at, on the goal line. It drops in her arms. I look to Tara to say for one, please, because I'm like, guaranteed this is a touchdown. And then I look back and I just see her flat on the face, her her face on the ground and the ball just kind of dribbling away. And Marvin That's what you call the football guys coming coming at you for asking for one before the touchdown happened. I, I didn't ask for it. I, I this is I what you call look, egotistical I, as finest right now. I you become to, a big headed quarterback. Like, I just went to look at Tara, and when I looked back because I saw Tara still looking, I looked back and I and I saw her just flat flat face. You're exactly like Tony Romo. Tony Romo was in 2006. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Tony Romo as a player. Better on yeah, we'll, we'll start calling Iggy Romo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So you, you got you got you got Valar, who I agree with you is phenomenal. I think she would be a huge addition for any team in, in tier one or if not for for coed. Uh Gigi Cabillo, Cabillo Bonte, who I know very well, yeah. um, who is a former basketball player at McGill University Momo. She is a national champion at the university and stage up level as well. Uh, her transition towards football has been seamless on offense. You look at her numbers this year, I believe she's over three hundred yards, yep. um, I think two or three touchdowns. Only- yeah, only, uh, over, receiver, only women's receiver with 300 yards. So, yeah. Right. And, and I think over 30 catches as well. 
Um, I think she would definitely be a huge asset for any team out there to, to look at uh, for maybe, uh, you know, co-ed or even for women's tier one if she decides to pursue that route. So I, I'm a big fan of Camila Bonte, and I might be biased towards that. But, again, I just think that, you know, basketball players going to this level of football is never an easy transition, but she's done a remarkable job for where she is. Yeah, and quickly on her, she actually uh, made the all-star team, uh, which uh, I was there for as well. Uh, she ended up being on a team with myself and, uh, and Tam Villadeth. She was and Tam can throw can whip that ball in there and and she she was grabbing them on slants and back of the end zones and uh, she she impressed me like I had seen her play throughout the season but yeah. to uh, to see her play with a higher level caliber of uh, FPF talent she she didn't miss a beat. All right, on to Division E uh, eggs as we get towards that and there's some compelling storylines in Divi that I, I've I've realized that more and more of these teams. I actually pay attention to this podcast. I have no re- no reason why they do. Like I don't know why they do, but they do. Uh-huh. And they tell us, "Hey, great well, job! It's a, you're interesting. You don't. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to talk. To, you're down to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people <laughs> like you. You're 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 good at your job, Mo. I, yeah. I people go, "Hey, great job!" I go, "I'm not peasy though." Yeah, they know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, um, that was a winter thing where they confused the two of you. They did, yeah, and, and I confused them by saying, "I'm peasy." They're like, "What? Yeah. Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I'm peasy, guys. I'm peasy, guys." It was a winter oh, thing, though. Exactly. So, Le Petit Carat, um, man, I'm telling they're, you, they're, they're good, man. They're and fun. They're yeah. 7-1, right? And yeah. did they send a message to the Division E body uh, with their win over Minka FT, who've had an easy schedule, that they are the team to beat in this division, uh, Iggs? I, yeah, I, I, I think so. At least, if, if not the division, at least Conference A. Uh, I, I may have mentioned it, but uh, quickly, I, I, I played them in week one and week one, you don't really know, you know, teams going in. Uh, and I'm like, okay, well I have the FPF experience. I'm like, I'll use that to my advantage. And I quickly realized, and uh, a lot of division E the spacing and the defense will give up the two, three yards, uh, and not play aggressive. And I immediately noticed that this was not one of those teams. They were uh, playing tight in the shorts and the flats uh, and playing even aggressively on, on the deep as well. So, like, already from, from my first few plays, I could tell I was dealing with an experienced football team. If I, I believe they're uh, some of your, uh, your old uh, Cavalier players. Uh, either they are current oh, they're players not my, or... They're not my Cavalier guys. Not, I, <laughs> this must be for me, I being part of the Cavalier uh, broadcast team over here. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so they either came out of that program or are currently in it. I, I'm, I'm not sure their age. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they showed me in game one that this was a team to be reckoned with. And I think, look, Minky FT is, is a good team. It's a, it's a nice Division E team there. They were 6-1 and one going in. I believe both teams were 6-1 and one going in. 35-12. to 12. They really put it uh, to uh, to Minkia. Uh, just uh, Xavier Bro, this guy's uncoverable. This guy's one of the div- top division, uh, leading the division, sorry, in like yards and, and touchdowns. This this guy was is a matchup problem for anyone and was a matchup problem for Minkia. So Jason Jason Reyes sends me a, a DM on Facebook. Mm. Um, what do you say? Oh, you're stop, stop sleeping on us. <laughs> Okay, so uh, so it warranted a segment here on calling the audible. 
Okay. Yeah, and I was going to say, I didn't sleep on you guys. I sleep in my own bed. I was going to say that to him and see what he would say to that. But, okay, so, like, they, they've done it different ways when you think about it, right? I mean, they've blown out teams. They've won the close games, the big fat bats game. They won very close thing by one. Yeah. Um, what, what, I'm, what I'm intrigued by is that, again, when you look at their side of the bracket for how they built up, uh, they have two more games left. I think they should. Should be your one seed. I, I'm going to give them the one seed here because Mika FT can't cast them by virtue of the tiebreaker in favor of, of the Petit Carat. But I, I just think that if there is a team that could give them, could give them problems, I'm not saying they can beat them. Yep. It could be Penetrators. It yeah, could be them. That's, that's the, the game this week. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's why I just think, guys, when you think about the Penetrators and how they're built up here, this might be on this side of the bracket, at least for now, before yeah. we find out how the playoff format will work. This might be their toughest tests now and maybe in the conference finals before if they do make it to the finals when they play one of those big hitters on uh, the conference B side of the bracket. Yeah, this could definitely be a semifinal preview here, uh, LPC versus uh, versus the Penetrators. So it's uh, Tuesday on Loyola. Uh, so Mo, it could be uh, one of our fields. Uh, so that bring the umbrella that. for me, please. How did how was it without me? I mean, it, was, it rained. It like poured for like five to seven minutes, and uh, it was like it was a probably fish out of water, man. I was wet. It was like yeah. a wet T-shirt concert contest for me yesterday yeah. with you and Alex Blay. Yeah, I don't yeah know. Alex Blay, pretty seen, boy Blay over there. Seen prettier things. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, that's it's definitely a, a matchup to look forward to, uh, and uh, which it looks like I'm going to be on calling the audible. So if one of us uh, catches that game, that'll be uh, which we will. One yeah. of us will catch that game. I think it's the game of the week, by the way, in terms of this division. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and yeah. how this is going to be built up here. And let's not forget, like, like if the penetrators, penetrators do win that game, um, in terms of where they could be in, in the overall standings, I mean. You think about it now, uh, is that look, they had beat Mika FT 12 6 last week. So they would jump Mika FT for the two spot in that side of the bracket. So a lot of stake for, for the Penetrators to prove a point here that maybe they could be the team that gives them the stiffest challenge going towards the final couple weeks of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, we're calling it a semifinal potential preview. So yeah, it's definitely uh, going to be interesting down the stretch if the Penetrators could. Uh, could win that game. Uh, it gives them a chance at the number one seed. So we're all in for for the Petit Carat, and so Jason can't hate us now. But Magnetos, I don't know what to think of this team here. They're 6-0, yep. but I don't know if I'm buying this team as being a legit 6-0 roster here. You're worried about the uh, the roulette at quarterback with uh, by adopting someone else, another Division E team name, right? Yes, quarter. Yeah, well, that that other team name is that team is like a real roulette of of characters over there. Well, I mean, this one here, uh, you got four quarterbacks going, right, Eagle? Uh, quarter QB roulette? No, no, no. The no, no for for passing. Magnetos. Yeah, yes. it looks it looks like a roulette of Q, uh, quarterbacks. No, but uh, it looks like uh, Adam Malinoff. Um, doesn't look like an ACL uh, tear. There was a scare and worry uh, that it could be. Uh, looks like the uh, the test results came back negative. Uh, so not COVID tests. Uh, his ACL uh, need uh, test. Uh, so look, he's going to be out for a few weeks at least. Um, uh, and yeah, it doesn't look very pretty uh, when they have any of the other options at quarterback. Uh, mm. That said. 
they still have the athletes uh, and the athleticism to go up against many of these uh, many of these teams. In fact, I, I play I played them uh, this past Sunday. Uh, you know, good good. Uh, Nah, a little chirpy, but uh, still uh, good dudes. They mean well. They love the game, uh, and that passion kind of kind of comes out. Uh, my advice for them would be the uh, the rap that they're gonna garner with uh, you know t- talking to the refs and complaining about calls. Look, calls will sometimes go your way, sometimes go against you, but uh, you gotta remain calm uh, and and uh, not let uh, the emotions get the best of you. But because uh, they definitely love the love the game, it's 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 nice to see the passion for uh for fpf um but uh, back to their their actual gameplay uh they have the athletes they have the they're getting the the idea of how how the uh, the game works in fpf uh and uh that still gives them uh, a fighting chance in uh, in each of their games right even if they don't have a true number one quarterback so their last four games they've won by seven points or less yeah um they have a huge one next week where they play they come back in the box yeah that's a massive game. We'll talk about that next week because it's next week, right? But yeah, but they they that will be. We'll get more into into that next week. But that game will give us a better idea, Iggs, if they are a team that is in that discussion of being a big hitter, or hey, they're still probably a year or two away from being in that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how teams are. Like those upcoming teams, they play a veteran team, they get blown out, and we're saying, okay, yeah. well, they're a year away. But in this case here, we'll find out next week. And if they do beat Vic in the box, then maybe it changes the perception about them. But again, right now, I don't know how they can continue to be successful with what they have to with with what they've gone through at that pivot position going towards their final four games. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I, I agree. That's kind of game of the week number two uh, for uh, for next week. Yeah. So in in that case, we look at the, that side of the division uh, of Conference B. Um, do you think I think there might be a drop off here, but do you think there is drop off with Praetorian Guard, Magnetos, and Vic in the Box all being combined 17 and 0? And then you have a drop off like Big Fat Bats is 5 and 4, uh, Wind Diesel is 4 and 4, Cuba Roulette's 3 and 4. So, do you think that it's one of those situations that hey, we got three good teams, three great teams, and everyone else is just a bunch of has-beens? I don't agree with that. I'll uh, I like big fat bats even with their five and four record. Look, a five and four record in like professional sports is not good. In FPF, it's not bad. It's all right. It'll definitely get you a playoff appearance. Uh, which have they clinched? Uh, it's too hard to tell with the games in hand. It's just four, really impossible. Eight. Don't ask yeah. Eagle till week ten. Yeah, they they haven't officially clinched, but um, but. That's a team. Look, like you said, they it was a one point game against Magnetos. Uh, I'm sure if uh, you know maybe a matchup against Praetorian Guard and Vic in the Box. Look, they played Vic in the Box last week of the season. Okay, there you go. Look, and they lost. I, they lost Praetorian Guard by one, by the way. By one. So, like, yeah. look, uh, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think it would be tough for them to beat Praetorian Guard, Vic in the Box. But I think they can make it a one-possession game, and that's exactly what ended up happening with Praetorian, right? One-point loss and a one-point loss to Magneto. So they've they've played two of those three teams and lost by a combined two points. So I I, uh, I would say it's a, a, a top four in Conference B, and the drop-off starts with uh, with Wind Diesel and, and below. Okay, so seeing Big Fat Bats yesterday in my field, uh, Matthew yeah. Zepatelli, nice guy. They're nice guys. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, I 
I just wonder because the way like I watched his offense play, it wasn't cringeworthy, but it was sort of like, what the hell throw did he make? <laughs> like, you know, like he'll get yeah. the ball and he'll he'll shovel it right away to his brother, right? And and I just wonder if that can work against a Vic in the box. Um, maybe Magneto's again, who knows, right? But but I just think that from the level of where they have to be, you, you're right. Look, they lost to by combined total two points against the so-called two best teams outside of the division. But can they get better execution from their offense in the red zone? And what I mean by that, though, is can Zepatelli have a different flavor to work with? Um, even though it was raining yesterday and that kind of altered a, a lot of the throws for, for about, about 10 minutes, um, it's going to be something that you have to look at because like they, they played yesterday against uh, Win Diesel. And Win Diesel is uh, right now having issues, I think, with their quarterback play, and they should have blown this team out from the get-go. Right. And they kind of let them hang around a little bit here and there. So on this, I want to say Big Fat Bats are going to be in that conversation, but they're not there in that level of excellence from those th- other three teams, as we mentioned before. So my worry about them is that they're your prototypical uh, one-man, let's call it two-man show with the running quarterback. And uh, and if you can limit A.J. Zepatelli and play a strong, uh, short defense uh, and really limit their playbook to, to things, force, force Matthew Zepatelli to make throws that he's not comfortable with. Uh, you don't necessarily have to double AJ Zepatelli because that will leave someone wide open, uh, but uh, to shoot gaps on him uh, and flag him for a one-yard loss uh, or, sorry, a one-yard gain. So really get it, get him frustrated because he loves his, uh, his uh, well, what kind of move would you call it, Mo? Uh, he, he, he puts his arms up in the air, shows him uh, the front of the, the belt to, like, evade tackles, and he's really good at doing it. Like, he, he always gets a lot of yards after the Tease. It's called a tease over there, by oh, oh, the the tease, the peace tease. Uh, yeah, we got, we got something there. Um, so if you can limit their playbook and force uh, Matthew Zepatelli to to throw to other receivers, um, that you're you're already taking them uh, from four or five touchdowns a game down to two or three. And by game planning against uh, AJ, uh, I think you give your team a good chance at winning. So, Eagle, if you if you can help me make sure I have this last name pronounced properly for uh, Big Fat Bass number ten, Luca is it Leche or Leche? How do you see his last name? Uh, Leche milk. Actually, Lechese. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like a Lechese, but or Lechese. Could be Lechese. So we'll go Lechese. Sounds much 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 cooler. Luca Lechese. He 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 kind of caught my attention yesterday. Okay. Um, he's become Zepatelli's uh, security blanket inside, I mean, quote-unquote, the numbers on the football field. There were numbers on the football field. And he's become a, a good red zone target for them. And uh, even on both sides of the football. And I just think that he could definitely be a, a really vi- very good viable option for them moving forward. And if that's the case here, then it's no longer the A.J. Zepatelli show. It's now Luca involved in that conversation that they could become more dynamic with their offensive options. Yeah, so his his uh, the fame to his name 
was always he that he was amongst the sack leaders in uh, in whatever division he was playing in. Uh, still this year, he's uh, he's up there, I believe, number one actually with uh, with 14 sacks. Yeah, he's he's number one. Um, and now he's complementing his defensive side of the game with his offense. He's put up over 360 yards. Uh, yeah. I think I saw seven TDs. So yeah, so uh, you're right, Mo. So if if now they have that second option, that second weapon uh, for a one-two punch, uh, that does help uh, Big Fat Bats at uh, if teams do game plan around AJ. All right, on to Div B. Um, Mangus. I don't know where they can get this going in the right direction. I don't know where the passage is, Iggy, for them to get into the playoffs now. One and six, you know, they they're they have three more games left. And I'm starting to lose faith in them that they can make that last great escape run here to get back into that playoff picture. Already, they have lost Junkyard Dogs way back in week one. They got Moretti Crime Family, Silent Ticklers, and Brand New coming up in their final three. I yeah. don't know where it's going to come from here, Biggs. Yeah, that's that's a tough uh, road to make the playoffs, especially uh, that they're battling it with Junkyard Dogs and have that week one loss to them. Uh, look, the Silent Ticklers, that's, that's, in my opinion, a loss. Uh, the games that they're going to have to win – and it's real tough matchups, but it's the the it's more the brand new. I think they have a better chance at beating brand new than they do Moretti Crime Family. Uh, the Crime Family's uh, uh, offensive scheme will chew up the clock, um, will drive down the field, will score against their defense. Uh, so they're gonna have to go score for score uh, against them, and uh, they just haven't shown that this year that they can do that. Yeah, and and I think that's that hurts them a lot, and. They, you know, I saw their game against, um, I'm trying to remember who they had played a couple of weeks. Thor's Hammer. They played Thor's Hammer, and they were outclassed in that game. Uh, even though they did, they did beat Touch of Catch, it, they, were, they were skunked by Sun Ticklers. Um, I don't think they have the horsepower to get into that playoff conversation, uh, Eggs, and I think that it's too bad because they're a fun, group of, fun yeah. group of guys here. And I, I love the receiving core that they had with Tomakutu, who's who this year has not really had that impact that he's had in, in the lower divisions. But I just think it's a good, it's a good form of education for them. Yep. If they decide uh, come winter, well, fall couple, see what they do. But come winter season, they test the waters in Div three or even Div two if they move up to that level in the future years. Yeah. So. Even I believe they were in Div C last year, and they uh, and they struggled. I could be wrong. They they may have played in Division uh, B as well. Uh, but right. and I remember this from P's. Can't remember if it was Fall Cup or Winter of last season, but he was giving them props for for moving up, uh, even though they could have uh, probably. Uh, it was Div C, by the way, and they finished right. Tournament. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, so it was Div C last year, and they struggled. You uh, two and eight. You'd think, given that, that they would come back in Division C and you know have a five and five, if not seven and three, kind of record. But no, they they want to challenge themselves. They want to uh, play against better competition. Unfortunately, it, that just limits the number of playoff games that you're gonna have. Yeah, and I think they're just gonna run the racetrack. I don't think they jump junkyard dogs, and I think Touch a Catch will get in there and it brings it to my next point here with. Great crime family, and you look at Touch a Catch It, 
Um, who do you have more faith in right now going into the final, you know, four games, three games, whatever games is left for these teams here, that they could be a playoff uh, competitor in Moretti Crime Family or Touch a Catch It? I, I prefer the Moretti crime family. I, I like the Joey Taylor offense. Uh, I, I find it's it's high octane. It's it's incredibly frustrating, incredibly difficult to stop um, over uh, touch it, catch it's uh, offense. Fred Mayet hasn't had the, the best season so far. Uh, so I like, uh, I have a bit more confidence in uh, in Joey Taylor. And then like, like I was saying, the women's uh, division, right, FPF? If you have an advantage at quarterback, you have a you're giving yourself a significant advantage in uh, in FPF games to to win. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's unpredictable. It, it's it's a unicorn offense. No one else can run it but Joy Taylor. Like it's yeah. it's if that if there's a you know we heard, you know the West Coast offense in the NFL, yeah. uh, the run and shoot, uh, you know that spread offense. This is the unicorn offense. No one can stop it. No one can figure it out. No one knows what to do and. They get bamboozled by it and, and trying to go, what the hell? has this unathletic guy uh, <laughs> slice? So frustrating, uh, man. Even it, in it, an but, all-star game, it's like, oh my God, I can't Yeah, do it's, it's just what it is, right? Like, it, it's, it's sort of like a, like a, like a code. Like you, have to, like, you, have to, you have to decode that, 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 that password, which you can, right? And, it's, and you're in there, you, you think you have it, but then you're like, oh, no, please try again. And you get like 10 tries, and you can't get it at all, and, and it frustrates you. But the one thing with Touch and Catch that, that I'm, I'm intrigued by with their roster and how they've been built up is that, you know, they've been together for now, I think, two seasons in a row. Uh, if you go back yeah. to the winter season as well. Yeah. Um, they, when they're on, they're tough to beat, Eggs. They, they really yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, I'm not doubting and, that. No, and, and Fred Millette's one of those guys that he's that he's that street quarterback that, yeah, he's unbelievable to stop. And then. You look at the roster, right? You, you got the Gomes boys. You got Marc-Andre Lapointe, who I like a lot on both yeah. sides of the football. Isaiah Large should be utilized better than he's not. I mean, he's a matchup nightmare for anyone that goes up against him, whether it's mm-hmm. on offense or defense. And they just have good depth. I just think for them moving forward, is this the consistency of where they want to be as a, as a defense, even as an offense here? Can they get that going and, uh, you know, bouncing each other at the same time where maybe one week it's the offense playing well, but the defense isn't, or vice versa. So can you get that balance perfect? Because if they do, I think they can definitely jump over Murray Crown family because of what they have on defense that can match up well with the top-tier teams in this division. Yeah, it's just... they. So I, I think I see what you're saying, is that they may have like the explosive uh, players on defense to uh, to make uh, interceptions and turn- create turnovers. Yeah, my my worry though is look at the Fred Mallet uh, stats: seventeen TDs to seven uh, INTs. That's a really bad ratio. It's it's bad in Division E, let alone Div- Division B. Um, and then my second thing with them, and I'm thinking about this, and Mo, help help, help me, uh, you know, help me process this. Isaiah Lard. I'm not sure. I I think he's taken a step back. I'm not sure if he's oh! holding. I'm not sure oh! if he's holding. I'm not sure if he's holding himself back for the playoffs. Oh. Uh, but at least it. And look, it was a co-ed game, so I don't know if he takes the co-ed less seriously. But I don't know. I'm not seeing the same impact from Isaiah Lard that I that I had seen a few seasons ago. I don't know what you have to say about that. Oh boy! Shots I, fired. And I'm, I'm just shots I, I look, fired. Look, he shots has fired. He has all the talent in the world. 
I don't know if it's quarterbacks not utilizing him correctly. I don't. I, I, I don't know the, what it is. The latter. I think it's the latter than the former. Yeah. I, I think it's Fremillet, um, not figuring out how to use him as say Dan Lazaro would in right. Division One and Division A. Um, I think that has stunted his pro, not progress, but his production value in this division mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Isaiah Allard is is a matchup problem. Huge. On, and they don't know how to use him properly. And I think it's Fremillet's inability to figure it out and maybe stubbornness. I don't know. But I just think that if, like, for example, let's just say they were to meet in the playoffs. I just think that Isaiah Lard would be able to alter some of the passing trajectory from Joy Taylor to his to his receivers because of his length that he has. Yeah, yeah. His, his range is incredible. And and yeah, if there's it, it, look, if there is one rusher that could disrupt the Joey Taylor offense, I'd pick Isaiah Lard in a heartbeat. So don't get me wrong when I'm I'm trying to suggest things here. I'm oh, backtracking now, huh? Ego is no, he backtracking? No, no, no. I'm just. I'm, I think he's clarifying his points. Yeah. Oh, I'm, if, if just, it was Mo Conson, I'd be backtracking, right? I'm 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 just looking at like there's something I, I'm trying to figure out what it is because like. Four in four games to have 150 yards and two touchdowns is not mm. Isaiah Allard like. So I'm just wondering if 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 he's saving himself up for the playoffs. If it's right. the quarterback play, like, uh, so yeah. Thank you for taking me through that, Mo. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of quarterbacks, let's go to the receiver position. Chris Miard, uh, he's on the cusp. I think he's going to win the receiver of the year award. And the triple crown, which means receptions, yards, and touchdowns. The Cooper Cup of uh, of Division B, right? Yeah, or the or, or you call Cooper Cup the Chris Miard of the NFL if you want. Um, but he we're won it. he he won. The I, know, I know, but I'm saying that you know he could be the Chris Miard of the NFL. Like Cooper right. Cup is Chris Miard. Yeah. Okay, so when you look at Chris Miard and the projection that he's on pace to maybe do the triple crown, yeah, where would you rank this among the? seasons individual seasons for receivers that you witnessed in the fpf world that i've personally witnessed yeah yeah it's 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 in the top 10 um now when i look because i've looked recently at that uh at the record book it's not even close to the the record of touchdowns and i think it might be close to the yards actually with seven games played uh, he might hit a thousand. That's why I have yeah. a point, right? Like he, yeah. Eagle. If you may, you might know this, or maybe Iggy might know this. But has anyone cracked a thousand K at one K in the league for a thousand K? Definitely not. No, not the same. I want a record book. Uh, let's find out together. So let's go season records. Let's yeah, go receiving. A thousand thirty four with Adam Crystal, and then a thousand thirty three was Adam Crystal, and then ten sixteen was Carmen Peliche. So it's been okay. Three so a thousand thirty four is the record, correct? Yep. So at seventy five yards per game, uh, sorry, at uh, pretty much for what uh, Chris Mayer has done at seven forty six through seven games. That's almost what 100 yards, give or take. It's 1,065. Right. So he could, he could do it. So do you put money on Chris Miard, A, hitting 1,000, and B, being the all time um, leader in a season for yards? So you know what? Put my money down for the 1,000 yard season. Put my money down for the 1,065 yard season to crack. Uh, the uh, and break the record. Uh, the way um, uh, who's uh, who's throwing for brand new again? Uh, Dan, 
You know, uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie, Robbie Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, e. Robinson. Yeah, uh, yeah. The way he's just targeting him, like, like no, like, like a, like a horse. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me. Uh, put my money. I'm putting my money down on uh, Chris Meard to break records here. Okay, Eagle. What do you have? Do you have him hitting a thousand or breaking and breaking the the record? I think he does neither. Ooh. Really? Hot take. Yes. And why not? What's your number one reason? Uh, I just Defenses? don't think he's going to get there. Simple as that. <laughs> yes, that is not the reason why. It's just just stating what you already said in a different manner. Yes, I just I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. Okay. Simple yeah. as that. Okay. But one I, think, no? I think he right. does break the record. Yeah. Because look at that schedule. Mangoose, defense is not that great. Uh, Son Tickler's... Yeah, there's no one that matches up with he me or that. Yeah, he can score. Ready crime family? Who's going to match up with him? Don Benevento. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, look, if he can put up in this, whenever the next game is, if he can put up 120, that yeah, would put him at uh, 860. Yeah, and he would need essentially 200 yards with two games to go. Uh, yeah, 200 yards with two games to go. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think he will hit 20 touchdowns. I think he will do the 1,000. And receptions, maybe he gets to 70. But I think he's more in the 60 to 65 range he gets for, for receptions. Uh, for receptions, he's on he's pace. He's at 50 right now. He's yeah, on pace for yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. He's on pace for 71. Yeah, so. so yeah, 70. Yeah, I think 65-ish is where he'll end up with in that. But I think this could be one of the greatest seasons, individually speaking, that no one talks about. But I think could be uh, we're on the cusp of witnessing something that's massive yeah. in, in FPF and that sense. Yeah, so, it, so it's go definitely ahead. something. No, it's, it's just it's something to keep an eye out as we uh, as we wrap up the yeah. season and Div B. Yeah. Quickly here, quarterback of the year. I can't figure it out. I don't know who the favorite is. I know <laughs> there's a lot of teams playing. You know, nine games, four games, yeah, whatever that's... it is. But I don't can't put my finger on it. Eggs. Who is the favorite to win this award? I I think what you said previously that there's been some players like Matt Renee with nine and then Jeff Rosenblatt with four. I think it's a moot point to start talking about quarterback of the year because you just don't know how many interceptions one quarterback is going to throw. Will Rosenblatt throw 30 more touchdowns and zero interceptions? Give it to him. Will Joe Mayer uh, not throw an interception all season? then you could give it to him. But then if he maybe wins it in Division A, uh, he can't win it in Division B. So he, he would be out of the running. There's just way too many uh, variables that, but at play here. I, I Maybe it's Robbie Robinson. It could you know? be. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird situation. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because there isn't a favorite. I don't know who the favorite is in this situation for a quarterback. Either, but I just anyway. don't think it's Matt Renee. I think 14 picks is too no. many. I think 1,500 yards in nine games is not enough. No, uh, that's not convincing numbers. Maybe in Division E he can win it, but not in Division B. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, co-ed. Um, we look at co-ed now. So fifth squad they beat justice league in a game where yes. sarah parker did not play well she soiled the bed Ooh. um <laughs> she amber herded that game shall we say yes and uh when it comes to curly Mikol, uh he's got some choice words for alexi dubois it appears oh i, I thought you had a sound bite or something do you have oh, a do we bite? No, we don't. I don't know. Do you? 
I don't know. I just want to read what's written in the script. That's yeah, all. I know, I know. You said he has some choice words for him, and then you like you led to like a pause, and I was like expecting. To hear I was waiting for you to jump in. Like that's what I thought would be the case, right? You know, when you think about it. So, so okay. So Fit Squad, they they won this game here, twenty five fourteen. Um, maybe okay. Look, in defense of Sarah Parker, they had a, there was a big outdoor touch tournament uh, uh, football event in Saint John Vianney, which a lot of guys from this league played in. And guys, quarterbacks, didn't, there's some guys who didn't play in, in other divisions. Could we attribute that on why she had a bad game or a poor game on Sunday? Uh, so this was, I'll correct you, Mo, because uh, this was a Monday game. She played. Yeah, but still. No, no, no. It's like sold. But people still carried over, though. There's guys who didn't play. Wait. Like guys who played in that tournament didn't play Sunday or Monday, though. Or, I, or I, if they did, didn't play well, though. I a lot of guys were zapped out by this tournament. I understand. My point is, she, this game was on Monday. She played a game on Sunday and won thirty-three to thirteen. So no, the answer is no. May well, uh, no. I'm gonna no. A one-hour FPF game plus the tournament. Like the, the if if she was gonna have a bad game in this one on Monday night, she would have also had a bad one on Sunday night, the same day as the tournament concluded. Or uh, I don't know if it ended on Saturday evening or or, or Sunday morning. Um, so. No, I, I won't blame. Uh, let's let's not give her uh, uh, room to wiggle out of uh, out of this one. She she plainly said, right? She uh, I, uh, she played like poop. Uh, was was the was the quote uh, she gave you? Um, so no, uh, I'm not going to blame it on that. Alex Laroche said the same thing. He said from her, not just her, like uh, just flat out everyone. Uh, no one really played a, a good game against Fit Squad. He was uh, too angry to talk about. It. He said, "I don't want to talk about it. Let's play my next game." Uh, yeah, that's what I have uh, to say about that. All right. So when you look at it now for Fit Squad and yeah. for how this game played out for them, um, they win this game. They kind of move up and keep their hopes alive for maybe four. I don't think they get it with that because my laws is kind of in in that position here. So for Justice League. Um, did they blow a chance to keep their hopes for the number one seed alive? Yes, that's uh, that's the more interesting point here. So Justice League uh, could have gone uh, and tied uh, Easy Fun at five and two atop the standings, and I believe they have the tiebreaker on them. Uh, Eagle, yes, yeah, no, checking. yeah. Um, so yeah, so. It, it is a tough loss. Um, who else would they have? They, I believe they've beaten Pitsifuk. Uh, it was a couple weeks back on Sunday night. Um, mm -hmm. I think, ah, man. Well, I mean, look, everyone makes the the playoffs here, and I don't believe the number one seed gets a uh, gets a bye. No, they have to. Yes, one and two. Do. One and two. Yeah. Yes. So look, it's not the end of the world. Um, they they still have a chance at uh, at getting uh, still getting one of the buys. Um, I think it's a bigger win for Fit Squad uh, to uh, to end up not not end up playing uh, the 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 quote unquote number one seed, which will be the number three seed in the first round of uh, of the playoffs. I think it's also a confidence booster, Fit Squad, to sh yeah. you know know that they can beat the upper echelon teams. Like, mm -hmm. yes, okay, maybe you know uh, Justice League didn't play well necessarily, mm -hmm. but that, that means happen. you can exactly can any given Sunday, playoffs. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. I don't know games the nights they play, but you get the right. idea. Um, Jeremy White, what's wrong with them, uh, Eggs? 
I don't know what is wrong with him. You're you're talking about his his game because there's nothing wrong with his game. He was banged up though, right? So is it, is it a physical ailment? Is it a mental ailment for him? Uh, didn't have the best game at all. Uh, a performance that we've witnessed from ah, him. In, Twenty in, for in twenty-eight, two hundred and seven yards, five TDs. Okay, two hundred INTs is two, not great. It's but the come two on. INTs, which is out of character for uh, for Jeremy White. Which one of them actually went for a pick six? And he didn't run. Maybe that's the more surprising thing. Yes. So that's what. Uh, you, did you see that game, Mo? Is, is I did not. No, I was okay. not there for that game. But, unfortunately, but Pease did mention uh, as he played uh, Hot Sauce Sports uh, against uh, Easy W. He did yeah. mention that uh, White wasn't as mobile as uh, as he usually sees him, uh, but that didn't necessarily impact uh, his play. Uh, yeah, look, the two interceptions are, uh, like I said, rare for for White, but as Eagle said, <laughs> like not not a terrible game either. He still ended up uh, winning by by converts, granted, uh, but uh, ended up beating uh, a good a good uh, Petit Fuck uh, squad. Um, tier two, the princess, they're, they're making a run now for maybe the one seed. I mean, when you think about it right now that they're only a point behind three hundreds for the, for the one seed, um, they outscore iced out by a billion, a trillion points, not a billion, a trillion points here. Like, no, uh, but in, in, in all honesty, they put up in two games, uh, triple digits, right? One Oh, right. one Oh two, I think to, uh, right. to 13. Can, so can Jeff, we take this with a grain of salt, though? Is this really them playing well? Or, I mean, I hate to say it, but is Ice-Style just not at that this, level yet, right? Because right. if you're if you're beating up on the, the kid in the playground type of thing, I yeah. mean, I wouldn't say, like, oh, yeah, good for us. We scored a bunch of points. Like, no, no. you're probably good, well, it's like but the, you're just the, rubbing the, it the in. The equivalent I'll give you is Eagle being smarter than all of us. Yes, I am. Yeah, and then pointing <laughs> at us and laughing at us. Yes. But then losing in the finals by one. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a good uh, good analogy there. Mike. No, it's yeah, it's true. I'm just with Eagle. I think Eagle is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and uh, Eagle's looking at me right now like okay, I, I see can't you. see him. There's a big screen in his face. He's uh... yeah. I know. I know. But you know, Eagle. You know the Eagle look. He gives that desk there. No. Like, he's, no. He he, <laughs> he winces his eyes and then he just looks at you like he's just literally like. <laughs> Throwing missiles at you with his eyes. He he made it like a meme face, and I can't remember what where the meme is from. Um, <laughs> but but uh, but uh, I actually disagree with you, Mo, in that when you said that Les Princes are uh, taking their shot for the number one seed, uh, they have two losses on the season, both to Kiss My End Zone, uh, who are five zero and one. So already there, if Kiss My End Zone wins uh let's see they can get a max of yeah it, it just if kids by zone kind of runs the table or, or or gets a few more points you get a uh, maximum of 19 no yeah but yeah uh, kids can get 19 300s can get 17 max right but uh for les princes to try and run up uh to get the number yeah they're gonna seat. get 16 max yeah, yeah they, but they, they there's the big game though this week with 300s and kids my end zone yes uh, agreed, but they still have two losses to Kiss My End Zone, so they would have they would need for Kiss My End Zone to not be the one or two seed, uh, and uh, and have they would want three hundreds to beat Kiss My End Zone, and then Le Princess. I'm not sure if they play three hundreds in the coming weeks, but uh, would need to beat them. That's their uh, their shot right. at the number one seed. 
Yeah, and, and but that's that's the game of the week though. In, in tier two, is that three hundred kiss man zone game? I think so. Yeah, last game was a uh, a nail biter, a thirty one thirty one tie, uh, in which kiss my end zone had a two possession lead, a nice comeback by three hundreds. Uh, so there's gonna be a, a revenge from uh, from both sides, kind of leaving the uh, a tie I mean, on the, the table. There was uh, there was a choke job by you guys against them. Uh, one could say. Yeah, them, for uh, sure. No, yeah. of course. Of oh, course yeah. it was. Of course, yeah. Of course it was. So uh, I know last week or two weeks ago, I, I, I'm on the Kerian Auger bandwagon, and I will be. I'm not getting off the bandwagon, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you know what? I know she's not playing the women. She's playing co-ed, but she's one. Yeah. She's somebody you can put in that equation of, hey, players to watch out for in the coming years if they prolong their FPF career. Yep. So you brought, you brought the point about her coming back down to earth, and did we overreact? with how Blue Wave was outplayed and outclassed uh, this past week. So the question was was phrased, did we overreact or are Blue Wave outclassed? And I think both things can be true. Uh, I think we overreacted, uh, myself included. Uh, I saw, ooh, you know, when, when a quarterback puts up six touchdowns, you you got to take that seriously. Uh, it's it's not uh, an easy thing to do uh, playing in a first season in FPF. Uh, so regardless of, of who you're playing, so uh, to see her uh, put up that kind of performance against, I believe it was Gorillas, and that's where yeah. maybe the hint of uh, salt, the grain of salt, should have been taken. Um, uh, but but again, still putting up six touchdowns is impressive nonetheless. Um, I think we overreacted because. Uh, and seeing her uh, play against three Hunas and then playing against her with Kiss My End Zone, um, she's a little jittery in the pocket. And by jittery, uh, I don't necessarily mean uh, having happy feet. She rolls out. Now, it looks like it's a designed rollout, but it feels like some of the some of the times they're not designed. And she's just trying to force the ball a little too much and just trying to bide too much time when she doesn't necessarily have to. Um, so that's one thing. And then, yeah, Blue Wave are just outclassed against some of the, the higher uh, competition in 300s and Kiss My Hands on. So well, both, the both last two games, you're, you're playing the best of the best, right? Yeah. It's, like being, yeah. it's like being fed to a bunch of hungry tigers that have not eaten for like five years. And and here you are, you know, after, a, after dismantling um gorillas as yeah. the way she did um I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna relent off my point that i, I think she can definitely be a, a good player in this league now of course it's gonna you're right it comes back to reality that she played she got she got walloped by these two defenses and she, they were they made her look ordinary yes so yeah. and you bring up the point that she's jittery so now for her moving forward and eagle you can you can you can chime in as well because you being a, a defensive savant for your play calling uh, she's got to now adjust her game and realize, yes. okay, look, I got different styles of defense I'll go up against. I got to read that and kind of mentally prepare myself that, look, if they're going to throw me this look, I'm going to maybe not point A, but I'm going to point B, C, or D to get that completion done. Yeah, and I, I, I see the skill set, uh, Mo, that you're talking about. Uh, she Her two touchdown passes were, were great deep balls. They were on the money. They were splitting uh, safeties. Uh, so, like, I definitely see what you're saying. She's definitely going to be one of the, uh, if she plays in the women's division, she'll be one of the top quarterbacks there. Uh, and uh, Tier one you know, or tier two? 
Uh, I'll start with tier two. Uh, she'd definitely be the best right now. Let's let's say if if you place her in the women's division right now, she'd be the best quarterback. Um, yeah. and, and and with with time with progression, she could be uh she could be you know one one of the top five quarterbacks in uh in uh, the tier one of uh of women's division. Still, yeah, still I'll just add on to that. Any yeah, any QB that likes to roll is a defensive nightmare um, because effectively, you know, from a defender perspective, your kind of responsibility is if you're playing man coverage, you're taking your person one-on-one, in which case then the longer that takes for the QB to release the ball, the more time they have to break away from you, so harder to cover. If you're playing zone coverage, your first instinct is to pick up the closest person coming into your spot and release them into another place. But then you're just releasing and trying to pick up the next person while everyone's scrambling around and it's just scramble plays. And usually, more often than not, a receiver is just going to find an open hole and then it's just a matter of OJ finding that particular person in the middle. So what you kind of have to do is create very tight windows for the rolling plays where if the timing isn't right or if the throw is off of the wrong foot in movement, um, if you can get someone in that that window, then she has to tuck it a little bit longer and hopefully buy your rusher a little bit of time to put some more pressure and force a, a bad throw. Um, but then they adjust to that and then they start throwing crossbody potentially because you're leaving zones open. It's it's a back and forth chess game as they start adapting to your defense and you have to start adapting back to how they're doing uh, their offensive plays. Right. On to Division C, gentlemen, and we talk about top season. We talk about quarterbacks, right? We'll carry that over now to the top season. Um, they don't have uh, Mr. McGrath at quarterback for them for now because of his upper body injury. Uh, they went to Quasi Corner Mall, and they lost their game on on Sunday. Yeah. So, Iggy, how much does that hurt them in the long-term view of where they finish in the playoff standings of Division C going towards the final few weeks of the year? Maybe just relevant on this topic here. So their next game is July 21st. So they have over a week until their next one, um, which is a little bit of recovery time. And then even after that game, their next one is the week after that. So there's essentially only one game in the next two weeks for, for this team. Right. And, and we're referring to Sean McGrath who, who has, who has an upper body injury. And he even mentioned to me briefly that, that he would take, you know, a week or two off. So, so, uh, so in that sense, though, does that loss hurt them, though, Iggy, to, you know, that they could have been controlling their fate for one, but now are in the two-hole moving towards the final few games of the season? Well, not really, because EZW might just go 10-0. and 0. Uh, They are the class of the division. Uh, P's, you know, from his comments of his game, he's like, yeah, Jeremy White's just on another level right now. Uh, he's just seeing the the way he's seeing the field, the way he's, he's just, he's making it look easy against these division C defenses. So, so, so top season couldn't grab, in my opinion, the, the number one seed. Um, yeah, child's play. Exactly. Um, Look, they're still holding on to the number two seed. Uh, luckily, Blit for them, Blitz Buds uh, have a tie. Uh, so even if they, with the same number of games, they have more points than them. Um, Vultures have dropped a couple. So uh, they... are you surprised by that though? That Vultures have dropped a couple. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about. I want to give uh, top season their their due here. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 talk about Vultures because that that's an interesting uh, kind of storyline here as well. Um, and look, so that's from the, the the perspective of the standing. So, yeah, the loss is, is not great to handle and, like, it's not good for your record. But 
I think they're okay. And given that Ryan, uh, or sorry, Sean McGrath, uh, had already mentioned to the both of us that he was uh, dealing with some uh, an upper body injury, he was still playing pretty pretty damn well. So yeah, even at like sixty two percent, he was better than most quarterbacks. 100%. Exactly. So so I'm not too too worried uh, about the rest of their season, whether it's um, games against Ravens uh, or Blitzbuds or uh, any playoff game that they have coming down uh down the wire uh so not too worried about them now uh if you want to talk about vultures for a second uh yeah that's surprising taking a loss first to uh tough lungs uh and then hot sauce sports uh that that's uh the two comments that i got one from ben himself ben mcmahon that is uh and then the other from uh, lexi dubois was and they both said this uh ben in the uh, tough lungs game and of course, Alexi in the hot sauce sports game was, they both said he looked off. Ben said it about himself. He's like, I had an off game. And Alexi said he just looked off. So that's an interesting little tidbit there is just what's going on? Because uh, Ben McMahon and Jeremy White were both playing on that other level, uh, the child's play, child's playground. And now Ben McMahon kind of lost that step. Is it because he's playing uh, in Division A and then threw a couple uh, mm-hmm. games there as well, and and he's just playing, uh, you know, in a in a tight, uh, tightly nested season with a lot of games? Maybe exhaustion's coming into into play. Uh, maybe, maybe not. He's a young guy, so he has a lot of energy. Um, I don't know. What do you think about the two losses? So, so my question is: Is it still Ben McMahon's quarterback of the year award to lose? I think uh, I just want to pull up the stats. Uh, it, it, it's it's it was the two losses. It's not the losses themselves, but like the, he didn't put up the six or seven because teams. he he was at twenty five touchdowns, no ints up until the up until I think it was the Montagnar game. I think it was when he threw his first int because they they pointed out to me Phil Roberts like yeah like the guys on, on ball just said hey dude yeah. you called it. Seeing that Phil Roberts would yeah. be the <laughs> central figure of the botch pick, and it was in the Montenegro game. Go figure, right? So, yeah. So, but, but look, uh, it's because Jeremy White's missed a couple games. So, even though uh, he has six games played, I don't know if he threw in, in absolutely all of them or if. Uh, but but I I I just know Jeremy White's gonna maybe miss uh, on yards and TDs because of a uh, number of games missed. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Look, uh, he's still he's still in the running uh, uh, as the top seed right now for quarterback of the year. So as long as he he doesn't throw too many more interceptions and uh, he puts up uh, five or six TDs a game, yeah, it's still Ben McMahon's uh, quarterback uh, trophy to to lose. Okay. So Hot Sauce Sports they they're at four and two, and that's the the bottom of the four win teams. Still, currently, right now, is moved towards the final four weeks of the season for that. Can you really put them as a bottom team, though? They've played. No, no, but I'm saying that that, in terms of the standings right now, if you look at the standings right right now, they're the last team at four wins, right? And then you have three wins, three wins, three wins, three wins, right? So, in in that case, though, and and we look at this team right now, are we putting Hot Sauce Sports in that upper category or in that lower category, even though they've had all these bye weeks, but yet they came up with a big win over Vultures uh, not too long ago? Yeah, this this past Monday, that that was that was really an impressive win. Like that that was one uh, that we sped through on games of the week, and I kind of chuckled because uh, I said vultures by fifty uh, and uh, hot sauce. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. they came out with uh, well, he won it on uh, with about he he had five plays remaining. Pease did and scored in uh, three plays. Uh, two plays wasn't enough for uh, Ben McMahon to get it into the end zone. Um, so where look if we're gonna yeah you want to like split the division in two and whether they're in the top half bottom half type of thing, I'll put them in the top half. Um, I'm just worried. Uh, come playoff time. They're losing James Langshaw. They're losing Will Power. Those are two huge two-way players uh, that could win two-way player. Uh, if you know, had they played the entire season, both of these players could uh, could have won a two-way player of the year in the division. So yeah, what's the reason why? Is because Will Power has the camp right that he goes to every yes. August. Yes, right. and I believe right. James is uh, will be in Europe traveling or is in Europe. It's an extended, uh, long vacation that he's taking. So uh, I wonder why are... he's so angry. <laughs> so look, <laughs> like I, I and and uh, I am writing a midseason report card, and uh, I uh, I wrote uh, Hot Sauces Sports is uh, column uh, or or tidbit uh, segment in it, and uh, I do like. Uh, I do talk about Pease's GM hat that he uh, that he put on, uh, and I praise him for uh, for for creating and constructing uh, such a such a good roster. Uh, the defense in the winter season let him down, uh, and yeah. now he's really solidified uh, uh, the defensive part of his game, uh, giving him you know as long as he scores five. Maybe some games four, that defense is strong enough. So strong, it stopped Ben McMahon three times. Oh, you Okay, so what type of hot sauce would you say they are? Are they a Frank's Red Hot Sauce, Tabasco Hot Sauce, or like like the yeah. craziest like you know Caribbean hot sauce like Matuk's hot sauce? Yeah, no, no, no. They're they're not in the uh, Grim Reaper of hot sauces. They're a uh uh, let's see what I want to go a fruity, a little fruity based. Uh, I want to go either mango or pineapple. I'll go, uh, pineapple habanero. They are a, a pineapple habanero. Uh, like a, Frank's hot, like a Frank's red hot. No, that's just salt. Yeah, um, that's why. So, so you're saying he's, they're salty. They're a little bit salty. You know, it's, 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 you know, you can, you know, you can put it on your, whatever you eat it with. But it's not gonna be like yes, a Tabasco. You, you put that bleep on everything. Yeah, it's not a Tabasco. Or, or, That's Pease's mantra, isn't it? He puts that bleep on everything. Of course. Have you ever tried All we know is that it's not Mama Khan's uh, hot sauce because that stuff was weak. Are we sure. gonna have another uh, chutney challenge? Maybe. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll okay. figure it out. Uh, you ever tried Matuks? Matuks is pretty pretty lethal. I have not. No. Uh, Matuks is pretty good. It's a Caribbean uh, hot sauce. Okay. Out there. Um, so when we look at it now, um, one step, closer, one step right? closer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where are we looking at them now? The teams kind of hovering around the move towards the final weeks of the season here. Yeah, they're, they're, they're an interesting team. I, uh, as soon as Alex Noel went down for them, I thought that's kind of was, was going to be the downfall of, of their With season. With a shoulder injury for those who are curious to know. He had a shoulder injury, right? Uh, collarbone. Right, yeah. collarbone. So. Yeah, um, he which he took his cast off uh, for the first time. Oh, this that's week, great! So. Good news. Yeah, so uh, he's his recovery is is going well, and he feels uh, more liberated without the uh, the cast on and the the armband. Um, look, they have vultures next. <laughs> that's uh, right. I, I don't easy. know, but they, but look, if there's a time to play the vultures, 
it's right now on a two-game losing streak, right? So maybe this is the best time to, for them to play. I'm not too sure about that, though. Or maybe they want the win after two losses I'm in not a row, too maybe. sure because they're, they're going to have a sour taste in their mouth. Sure. Yeah, you're that. right. You're right. But maybe, look, that can go one of two ways. So you know what? Just to go quickly, <laughs> go back to Vultures for a sec. That's going to be interesting because will – they uh, use it to kind of gain momentum and, and turn the table, uh, turn the season for them as a, and look at, you know, the two losses as a turning point. Or will they crumble? Will they will Ben McMahon try and force balls that he's he, he doesn't normally throw when when things are, are going smoothly? Uh, that, that's going to be interesting for them. But uh, back to one step closer. Look, regardless, it's a tough matchup against Vultures. Uh, Los Penetradores, they look, we, I, I would have made this an easy win for one step closer, but Penetradores have shown that uh, they're, they're not just going to give up on a, on a game, you know, just because they're, they're down by a score or, or two. Uh, Rocco Cristiano, like you mentioned, Mo, in, uh, before the show, uh, he's really carrying the team. He's, he's uh, the, the talent that he's surrounded, the, the Division E talent uh, that he uh, has are, is, is good talent. Uh, so he's, he's helping them rise the ranks a lot more quickly uh, in their FPF development than, than normal. Uh, and it's it's thanks to uh, to Rocco, so that that too is not an easy game. And then the no. Stoics are are never an easy game. So the one step closer are going to have to play their best football if they want to, you know, get a win or two. Because it looks like they are going to only need uh, one or two more wins to to make the playoffs. Look, they're they're chasing penetradores. They're chasing. Uh, no, that's about it. The Stoics. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's uh, three other teams at, in, at six points right now, a few of which have eight games. Infantry only have five, though, so they can jump that a lot. But they're right. also being chased by Commission, who could potentially make a run for it. Timberwolves, yeah. who could potentially make a run for it. Uh, Montagnard, which can catch up and loop them. So, again, I mean, in theory, yeah. even two inches gang can catch up. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's it. The Commission have, have uh, at least two games in hand, right, on some of the competition here. Yeah. Uh, and look, one step closer does play Penetradores next week. Is it? I think uh, two weeks. No, the week now? after. Next the week, week is so that 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 could be that right there could be an elimination game. Whoever loses yep. is probably out of the playoff window, right? And and that's that's where their season will come down to moving forward here. So yep. it, it it's still like again because of the unorthodox fact that teams are playing more games than others, it's hard to gauge it. And it we really spoke about ad nauseum that it's hard to gauge it because not everyone's played the same amount of games. But the commission could be a team to watch out for, right? Because look how many close losses they've had. Yep. Um, maybe that reverses for them in the second half of their schedule, that maybe they win those games. And we're talking about them being a, a 11 or 12 seed going towards the playoffs, if that could be their 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 path into the, to the knockout stages. Yeah, so we've – and we'll wrap it up for Division C here. Uh, Pease and I have talked about this, that we – obviously, we're, we're not uh, fans of the schedule, but it makes the content a lot <laughs> a lot better. It makes the content a lot more interesting uh, for seeing the shifts, the quick shifts in the division standings from one week to the next. Yeah. Makes the articles fun to write, makes uh, uh, calling the audible here uh, uh, real fun to talk about. No question. On to Division D, and we talk about this division here. Uh, Pure Scarred, are, are they the best team in this Division D here, Eggs? Um, you look at this side, I, I've covered a lot of Division D games with scorekeeping this year. Yeah. Um, we haven't really talked about them as much. No, we haven't. You're right. No, we haven't, because they, they, they've they been kind of nestled, and they've kind of gone under the radar, but now here they are uh, at Five and one, same record as fourth and Schlong. Maybe are they the best team in this uh, whole division D hemisphere? 
look, they're a really good team, but I'm not ready to rank them at the top of the division. I even think Forth and Schlong, you've uh, sang their praises uh, for for a few weeks now. Uh, I think his name's Michael Caparelli, the the quarterback for Forth and Schlong. He's yeah. he's legit. He's real good. Um, so I think Forth and Schlong, you could put them ahead of Peerless Guard. Um, I'm not ready to put. Although I like them, Killer Rays at seven and one, I'm not ready to put them ahead of Peerless Guard. I like uh, Chad. Uh, Jared Buck's uh, experience at quarterback, uh, Danny Demore, uh, one of the uh, one of the more tenured players in FPF in Division D. Uh, he's he's uh, made us come back into FPF with a with a bang. Um, I, I, just Michael Timmis, uh, reliable snapper, uh, Medric Lozon, uh, that that family tree of uh, Praetorian Guard, Peerless Guard, is 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 one to uh, to be reckoned with. But teams like Fourth and Schlong, teams like I'll put uh, kiss my vultures there. Uh, Bandits. Bandits is another team that we're not talking about enough on calling the audible. I played them recently. They whitewashed Glory Boys. Uh, for I hate their uniforms, though. Uh, bandits uh, yeah, for for uniforms. for scorekeeping. Like, you, you yeah. look, look at my reaction. That's how I feel about the uniforms. Yeah, yeah. You you you, you said that in uh, winter season as well. That they have like uh, the worst. Like, like, why do you have black on black numbers, man? Yeah, like, black get on... proper numbers, dude. <laughs> but but. Jerseys aside, uh, their their play is uh, is dynamic. Uh, their defense is uh, is it's I don't know if suspect is the right word, but like you can drive the field. But they do have athletes uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, their rusher is is one of the better rushers in the division. So look, like I'm not ready to put uh, Pulis Guard uh, at the top, but they're in the mix. They're in the top five, top six teams in the division. Yeah, I think uh, just a quick thing on that. Uh, Fortune yeah. Slong actually play Peerless Guard this Ooh, upcoming Tuesday. Oh, so this, oh that's awesome right. Fun. We're in Loyola, no? Something like that, yeah. It, Tuesday, okay. it, yeah, only at Loyola. So that's, yeah, that's, come on. Laval one. Uh, wait, Laval? No, Loyola. No, Loyola. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. L- Loyola three. So it looks like Loyola three has the uh, the that other matchup we were talking about. In Giddy up. E. That's where Mo Khan will be. All right, all right, awesome. So yeah, Fortune Slong, Peerless Guard. That could be a uh, a second round or third round uh, playoff matchup preview here. Yeah, I think Trap Stars are starting to fall behind now. Yeah. They, they've been backed up with an injury bug. They have to end their game at halftime on Sunday, and so they might have they might have run their course. But I, I think Peerless score, uh, Peerless Guard can definitely compete with both both Slong. We'll find out next yeah. week. Um, I th- I think that in the overall landscape of this division. Uh, I'd go fourth and schlong. Kiss my vulture with that win over Glory Boys. Uh, Killer Rays are in there, but I just something's missing from this Killer Rays team. I, I find that they maybe we'll talk about it next week, but I'll make a quick point here before we get to the next one. I find that they lack the killer instinct to put teams away when they uh-huh. should be done and dusted. Right. Yeah. We'll talk about it next week about where I'm planning to go from here. Yeah, so it's an important trait in FBF. It right? is yeah. if you want to be a part of the if you want to be part of the big boys uh, club here, you know. Okay, so with one game left, uh, wide open bar, are, are we comfortable with them being in the playoffs? Like, are they in the playoffs right now? Right now they are. Yeah, they are in the playoffs as we speak, but they will have one more game left to go. 
And so and and I they're playing play. uh, uh, Glory Boys this week, actually, tomorrow. Their Today, season, by the time this comes out. This season, their season ends in week six? Yep. <laughs> what the? F- yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, okay, so here, here's an interesting question for you guys. So it comes from this premise. Would you rather oh be a team God. that has all their games at the beginning of the season, like uh, they do, bar. like wide open bar, and now you're sitting waiting for the next three weeks Holy trying to see crap. do you hold your position, or would you rather have all your games at the end of the season so like the, the destiny, I guess, is in your hands, yes. but also you can just watch teams lap you and not be able to catch them? I'd rather have the games in hand because you know what, what, yes. you, have to, what you have to fight for. But does it's it really like, like wouldn't you play for wins anyways? Like that doesn't change anything, right? Like you don't go out and say, "Oh, well, we can lose this game." Like nobody wants to lose a game. Um, I, yeah, I know what you're saying, Eagle, but I'd still, it, I, I, you know, I, what you're chasing at that point. Yeah, I, 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 I draw it very similar to uh, our game against Bandits. We let them score. We declined a penalty to let them score, even though that put them up. Uh, put them ahead in the in the game. There was five then five plays remaining after that, uh, and we did it because I know that with five plays and the way the game was going, that we were going to score, uh, and uh, and I want I wanted the 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 ball in my possession instead of letting them keep possession, uh, accept the penalty, uh, keep possession, and give me less plays uh, to do it with. So bringing it back to the schedule, I want to know what I'm, what, I mean, I know what you're saying, Eagle, you have, you, you should be winning the game, like wanting to win the games regardless, but I just knowing who needs to lose, who needs to win. And that I, you, you feel like you have more control, even though you don't. So what, what I'll say is this, that, uh, into Eagle's question. Yeah. It, like if, like if, if it was a situation where why bar was, I don't know, Eight and one, with one game to go, then yeah, it's it's a t- it's a tall mountain to climb because you're saying to yourself, "Holy bleep, I gotta win X amount of games to get to that point." But with them at with where they're at, if your team that has, as for example, Mad Dogs, four games in hand against them, you can make it up. Like you can make it up and surpass them and and not yeah. knock them down the the pecking order in the playoff rankings. So I, I'd rather be the team with games games in hand knowing that I can change the whole landscape of the playoff uh, picture, whether I went out or if I lose out, that's a different story. But if I went out, it really changes the whole dynamics of what can be for the playoffs. Yeah. And it's not a tough win, a uh, tough game against, uh, it's not, sorry, not an easy game against uh, glory boys as well. So uh, they could potentially finish four and six. And right now, uh, I mean, the way the, the, the division D playoff structure is, uh, that eight points that they might slip, they might slip out of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So with speaking of splitting out of it, so can you pick one team, Iggy, that is not in the that's on the outside that you you think can put together a, a win streak to get themselves back in the playoffs or run? Mm, well, that being said, the two teams that are currently uh, in the playoffs are uh, last, out of out of the top six. Uh, outside of the top six, are La Cité des Jetons and Team Timbo. So, look, uh, Selwyn uh, Boys and Late and Ghosts and uh, Blue Dreamers and Replacements are essentially uh, who you're asking for. If I had to pick one, I'd pick Blue Dreamers, but I don't like it. I mean, 
but yeah, I'd I'd go Blue Dreamers. Uh, I don't. It's okay. Uh, I'll change from not liking it to it's okay, because they have five games played only, so they still have five five more remaining, uh, and their schedule just bringing it up. Uh, it's against replacements, so there's a win. Uh, Big Dracos, new team, Killer Rays. Okay, maybe a loss. Peerless card, maybe a loss. And former All-Stars, 50-50. So, yeah, I could see two or three wins for them in the remaining uh, schedule. So, I can see a run coming uh, out of them. And maybe they can surprise Killer Rays. They surprised uh, Glory Boys and uh, and beat them. So, yeah, give me Blue Dreamers. I'm going to say uh, Team Timbo. Uh, they are in the playoffs. You... Are they? Because I'm looking at the schedule now. They're, they're not in the playoffs. playoffs. They're in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, which one? Seven what... points, yeah. Which one are you looking at for playoff standings here? So, look- so it's top it's top twenty teams. Um, so it's a little bit weird, basically. So so Mo, it's very simple. At top six in each conference make it. That's okay. right. Yeah, yeah. And then it's the next two best teams. The okay, next, okay. The next right, two best right. teams have seven points. You see, right, my bad. I apologize. For that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I know. I I know. I know. I that that's why we wanted the graphic up last week, and for this week, and we'll do it next week. It, so I think. L L eight has tangibles to do it, but yeah. they just don't have the like they, like Wade Williams something. is a quarterback. I've known Wade for many years. He's a good yeah. guy, great guy. But not having Shane Williams, his brother in there, hurts like he was banged up, I think midway through the season. And you can just see that they still have the dynamism on offense to really create and and, and move the ball as well as they once did. I would have put my money on these guys to maybe put a run and then get into the playoffs. But now I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure because I'm not convinced by these teams who are on one win, two wins, whatever it is, that they can well, get one in. One of the I wins think... was a forfeit too, by the way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so there you go. Bad, exactly. Really, so it's not a good an outright win. Game. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if any of these teams will get in, to be honest with you. I don't think they will. I think we will have our, our best playoff teams clinching oh, their spots so. in the coming week or so as we move towards the conclusion of the season here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and finally, here quickly, um, when you look at Division D and Conference C, uh, I think the power lies in this side. Could we see of the teams in green, the seven teams in green right now? Technically we eight, right? Eight, oh, so the way this would though. work is all the other seven teams would be eliminated in the current standing. So everyone yeah, so, in Conference C minus Ghost would make it. Right. So Tim uh, Tim Timbo, uh, Team Timbo. Here we go um, once again. Yeah, team Tim Tebow. Yeah, uh, we need, can we, we need, see? We need a uh, like a sound something. Well, we'll, we'll do it next time. Uh, can something we holy, see? I would eight... imagine, I guess. Eh? Exactly. Could we see eight teams be at five hundred or above when we get to the playoffs from this side of the division? Yes. Because. Because they're good. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. On to Division A. On to yep. Division A. All right, so we look at Division A, and Dan Lazard, unfortunately, um, had a had a tired arm, uh, was in the outdoor St. Jean Vianney tournament and threw like 5 billion passes, and yeah. and unfortunately, he only played one half, but not half against All-Stars. He was 7 for 7, uh, but had to sit out the rest of the half, and, and Benny McMahon took over, and they lost, and they got swept by All-Stars mon- Sunday and Monday. Um... So what do we say about that for uh, Mo Con Mo problems here that Dan was not healthy enough to play? Does that does that change your view of this team moving forward now, uh, Iggs? No, because he didn't play. So, no. 
Uh, I mean, they di- lost by less than a score in each game. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what it tells me is that if ever he's not available for any reason, they have serviceable uh, backups in uh, Tamvilia Death and Ben McMahon. Um, yeah, that's... Oh, man. Say. Sorry, I wanted to send Eagle the picture. Uh, it, it looked like literally... You know when you watch an NFL game and they come back from commercial... And there's a shot of the bench, and you see the quarterback with the backup quarterback looking at the uh, at the Microsoft Surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go, "There's the quarterback looking at it right now." There was a picture of Dan and Benny sitting together on the bench in the far end zone, uh-huh. where it looked like they're wa- re- watching the iPad. I don't know what That's it was, maybe game cool. film and stuff. I, I guess mean, maybe the they were. They do have people filming their games for yeah. them, right? For like the highlight clips. So yeah. maybe they're being sent over to be like, "Oh yeah, I'll watch." Can this I send it to you now, Eagle, or is it too late? Uh, I mean, send it to me whenever. I'll get it. Okay, well, yeah. I'll send it to you right now. Yeah. So. And- it was- yeah, so the, that that could be interesting that uh, they're breaking not not you know uh, we we see it and we see oh look look at the fantastic catch or what a what a great throw but what they were probably breaking down was the defenses right that, it's interesting that you you mentioned that most so they were probably like, oh look they're 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 dropping uh, the two corners and then uh, the safeties you know coming biting in but then immediately coming back out so uh, if 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 indeed uh, they were uh, looking at the defense of uh, of all stars uh, maybe uh, Dan Lazaro was giving Ben McMahon a few tips. Oh boy, I don't know why I can't send it here. It's, it's, I don't know what's going on here. Hold on here. Oh, I don't know what's up with my phone. Yeah, so you, you got it, Iggs, or no? Uh, uh, let me just see. Uh, no, not yet. Yeah, it's coming though. So did did you happen to see the game, Mo? I don't believe. Well, were yeah, you there Sunday, on Sunday I did. On Sunday, Sunday I saw yeah. the game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ben played well. Uh, yeah. It was a valiant effort. They they adjust the way he had. I mean, like uh, they didn't know who he was, and took them maybe a series or two to get going. But once they figured him out, uh, you can see that he was in a different weight class for for where he normally is as a quarterback. And you can see he was a bit disappointed in himself. But I said, Ben, you know, it's it's a it's a nice try. But remember, you, you're playing against the the, the best of the best here, yeah, right? So. You know, so that's why. But I, it's unfortunate that, you know, he felt like that. But I told him, dude, don't worry, man. It's all good. It happens. And you'll be okay. You'll, you'll learn from it. You'll make you better as a quarterback um, at the lower division that the speed of the game yeah. is um, is a lot uh, is a lot faster. The windows are a lot tighter. Yes. You can't you can't bleep around and, and hold on to the ball and expect that to be, uh, you know, that window to be open for you. And, and that's I'm wondering. Yeah, although, sorry, Mo. Although I'm yeah. wondering, because in the clip that they posted with him, mm-hmm. I don't know who was rushing him, but they didn't look like they didn't want to get beat by him running. And so, yeah, Matt, he, here and he, so he threw a super late post to Sean Sermergen, uh for a touchdown that, like, usually that, that would be a first or second read from a quarterback. Uh, and it was, like, his last read. So, uh, and he went eight for 13, 95 yards, two touchdowns, uh, ran three times for 18 yards. And I'm wondering if his ability to run can maybe uh, give him an extra second. You know, you say that the speeds is is, is crazy and and the windows are tighter, and they are. But I wonder if, if, you know, a rusher coming in at 75%, uh, can give him the time to make a throw like like he did uh, to Rory. 
Mo, you um, have to hit the picture button. Then you click the picture. Then you yes, hit send. No. Or no, you can forward it. If you can't send it to me on Messenger, send it to me via text. If you can't send it to me yeah, via text, send it to me on Instagram. Right now. If you don't send it to me on Instagram, send it to me on Twitter. You can send it yeah, to me. Yeah, it's on... my phone right now, actually. That's why. So I'm trying to figure it out as we speak. What? I apologize. Yeah. You just took it. It was this weekend. I know, I know. Something's wrong with my phone right now. It's, it's, it's just acting up as we speak. I don't know why. All right, but well, then up. we'll have to show this one to the world is instead. It, is it muted? No, it's not. No, no. Remember this, Mo? This fun one. Oh yes, that's a great one, man. <laughs> that's a Explain. fantastic one. What is hey, this? can I can I announce it finally, Eagle, uh, on my Insta or no? You can post whatever you want. But I was waiting for you to give me the green lights. Of course, you can get the green light. I took the fucking pictures. No, but I'm saying for for the announcement. No, oh, that no, not yet. Okay. Okay. Huh. I just want to make sure that's why. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Iggy's like perplexed by what we're talking about. Yeah. What we're trying to talk Why about. Why were you draped with a flag? Why are you wearing a flag? We were in Malbe, and it was where the G seven was it or G nine or G eight? It was the G seven summit. G seven summit was held, and so we draped ourselves with flags. Him being the motherland of Italy, I being the motherland of England, because that's where all South Asians go. After also, this mother- lovely picture. <laughs> this one's boss. They're all boss. Yeah. 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 This one is especially boss. Ooh. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you got to put the white one of Mono, the all white. Oh, yeah, that's a great one, man. That's a fantastic one. The white picture? Yeah, that one's a great yeah. one, too. <laughs> uh, you brought up a point about Matt Kerouac and Alex Blay. And, uh, you know, I, I love busting uh, Alex Blay's chops about this because, you know, he's you know he's a good kid and stuff. So, but, you know, you brought the point. Uh, has he done a good job as a rusher? I think he's learning to become a Division A rusher. I don't think he's there yet. I think he yeah. Uh, not looking at that. I'm just, oh, there you go. Perfect. I look like a monster in that picture. Um, but I don't know what his ceiling is, Iggy, as a as a pass rusher in this division. Yeah. But he can definitely, maybe in a couple years time, when he gets used to the speed, be a decent rusher. But it's still Matt Kerouac's job, I think, to lose on that roster. Yeah, I think it's a trial basis for uh, for Alex Blais. Uh, rushing, he didn't look great, uh, particularly great on a run by Tam Villadeth, uh, that also got uploaded to the FPF Instagram page. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he made him, uh, just on a one step move, he saw Alex, you know, shade a little to, to the right one step too much, and he cut left and uh, and ran it upfield for a TD. Um, yes, but he's done a serviceable job for um, for all stars, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, how, just one play alone from Matt Kirawak, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, where was it? I thought it was here. It was. It's on Tam's count, I guess. Oh. It might be on Tam, or it might be. It yeah, might have been a story. Tam has it. it might have been IG story, though. That's the Yeah, here it is. So watch how Alex takes a like not a great angle. Can, can you uh, stop it at that when he gets close to him? I'll, I'll tell you where he where he messed up on. Oh, uh, we got rusher tips from Mokan here. Yeah. So look. Okay. So stop okay. It right here. Okay, you see what you see what he did? Yep, he's gonna continue running forward here. He's dead. Right yeah, dead. dead. He's yeah, chasing the banana. Yeah, yeah. Rusher faux pas. He can't do this. But so say he, he didn't break him down. Yeah, you break and you shoot left. You have to cut there. He didn't break him down. Like you, you have to, you have to study these quarterbacks. And and Tam gave him his signature move. Watch again. Watch, watch the, Is watch the jab. He's leaning. See, but see, see the right dead here. There's no need to chase the outside hip. You should be chasing the inside hip, but right? Because he's a running tam into move, you. Though. 
But that's a Tam. That's Tam's DNA. Like he'll give his dead leg to the left, and he goes to his right, and he yeah. And he so right here, the footwork is no good. You see how he's still running forward. Only at this point does he actually start to break, and even then, and it's even more then of a it's, chase. It's, and now it's a, yeah, he's and like now you're dead. Bananaing it. Yeah, Tam nice. gave him the dead leg, and that was it. Once Tam gave him the dead leg, it was a wrap. Like he was not going to stop him that play. Nice run though. It's a great run. Yeah. Great run on that. Um, okay, when you look at KGP. Uh, Uncharacteristic that they couldn't score with five plays left. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do we think about them now? Given that party crashers are, if the playoffs were to hold serve, would be your two seed going in right now. What do I think of KGP? Well, yeah, the fact that they've lost the party crashers twice by, I mean, forty plus in the scoring range, but not enough to beat them because they let more in. Yeah, I don't know. The question there, not the one you just asked, but the the one on the script was, uh, it turns out they aren't great at quick scores. Um, I think that, or it's not a question, it's a statement. Uh, but I think that one's interesting because a lot of the other teams have that explosive nature in them, right? They, they can get a kill shot in one or two plays. And not that KGP can. They have, you know, crazy speed is, is lethal. Um, but on a drive with like five plays where a defense is really clampering down, I don't see, and I, I like, I, so Mo, if you wrote that, that, that's a good point. I don't see the, um, the, the, the it happened on Monday night in, in all-stars, uh, against Mo Conmo problems where there was about three plays remaining, I think. And, the, uh, all-stars had, had the ball at, at midfield or, or thereabouts, and in just one play, uh, Will Power described it. It looked like a two-yard hook uh, to Pat Jerome, but it was a seam for like twenty-seven yeah. yards. Like it looked, it could have been a two-yard hook, but it was a, a twenty-seven-yard seam touchdown that, like, no one that the Mocon defense uh, completely or Mocon Mo problems, not your defense. Uh, the MKMP defense just completely uh, butchered. I don't see that type of explosiveness with with KGP. So. Uh, that limits them uh, in like certain certain game situations to uh, to to go up against these division A teams. They they can they they're obviously they they've won a couple games uh, uh, against the Braves in week uh, what was week one where they had a doubleheader. Uh, week two they 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 beat Apocalypse after losing to them in week one. So like they they can hold their own, but I think that that quick score. Uh, inefficiency uh, is is going to be a problem for them, especially because all these games usually come down to the the last five plays. Yeah, well, well, I hear their championship parties are pretty epic, from what I've been told, and I hope to experience one of those one of these days with them. Um, okay, but, with them, not one of you. Yeah, because you've had. Uh, okay. No, I'm not playing. Uh, but I do get I, I do get like three championship teachers though during roadshow. So, mm. but. I think their offense is a slow burn. That's what they are. They're yeah. a slow burning offense. And it's a good one too. It's yeah, not, it's nothing it's, wrong with it. But yeah. but when you look at the uh, the Formula One offenses that we have in say in the hard divisions, like they've won a Duvet in this case, where they can score on one play, yeah. um, they're not built to do that. I mean, they they can do it, but they're not they built can. to do it. They but they don't. They're not built to do it on a on a. Hey, if if we're down by two scores, we might hit it. For, we might hit it, but if it's all stars, if it's Braves, if it's Mo Con Mo problems, you know they can hit it, you know. And, and I think they're not yeah. built to be like that. And I think they're that dink and dunk offense um, where they'll spread it out, 
hit the, the hooks on the wide and then on the slants in from the slots and stuff like that. And if it presents itself, then yeah, they'll, they'll lull you to sleep and hit you on the deep ball with a crazy run. Or even a Dylan Garber who does a hook and go sometimes yep. and can really bamboozle the DB. So I think now moving towards the final three games where they'll get Braves, um, I think All-Stars and Mocom will probably the things through the last game. Let me double check that. Uh, All-Stars twice in Braves, I beg your pardon. I mean, if they can take two, if they can take two out of three, I think it's a win for them. One out of three has to be their minimum target right now because yeah. they are in that level here where they could fall out of the playoff run. But I think they should hold off for the fifth spot going towards yeah, uh, playoffs in a few weeks. Yep, I agree. They All right, is uh, it is now the time for games of the week? Now, before we get to that, did we cover every division? I want to make sure we did cover every division. We did, did we? cover every division. Yes, perfect. Good job writing the script. Excellent. All Good right. Script. All right. All right, we're going to go through these in the same order that we had everything else in. Um, so we're going to start with the women's division. On Monday, we have Villa versus Leipzig. LPM. Yeah, give me LPM. We have Strangers versus Leipzig in a doubleheader. Strangers. Yeah, uh, that's a game of the week. Uh, give me Strangers. Villa versus Red Nation. Red Nation and yeah, close red, one. Red Nation for me. All right, that's going to be the double header for the for Villa, and then a double header for both Red Nation and Strangers. Uh, Strangers and Red Nation immediately after that. Strangers. Uh, give me Red Nation in a close defensive battle. All right, we're going to go Division E. The Pillow Talkers win Diesel. Win Diesel. I'll go Pillow Talkers. Sulefes, Mountain Goats. Sulefes. Sulefes. I don't like it. But they're Black both bad Label, teams, Cavalier de Rohan. Black, Black Label. TB Elite, Brewers. Brewers. That's a big one, too, by the way. Yeah, Brewers. The Praetorian Guard, Vickenbox. Good game. Uh, I'm going to go Vick in the Box, but I'm not confident in that pick, though. I'm going Praetorian Guard. Scranton Stranglers, Black Label. Can't pick it. I'm gonna take Scranton in this one. The Praetorian Guard, Mountain Goats. Praetorian, Praetorian. Guard. Minka FT, the Pillow Talkers. Minka FT. Yeah, Minky. Beat, the, beat them Sizzle. the first time. QB Roulette. Sizzle. No, QB Roulette. Les Petites Carottes, the Penetrators. Okay. Good game. I'm gonna go uh, the Carrots. Yeah, Carrots for me as well. Cavalier Rohan, TB Elite. Cavier Rohan. Yeah, Rohan. And the Praetorian Guard, Vic in a Box. Uh, Praetorian Guard in a close one. Uh, oh, they're playing back to back. Uh, I'll go Vic in a Box in the second round. Yeah, right. so off stage clear. We're going to go Division B, Mangoose, Moretti Crime Family. Crime Family. Yeah, Crime. Silent Ticklers, Touch It, Catch It. Ticklers. Tickle me silly. Moretti Crime Family. Brand new. Brand new. Yeah, I'm going to go brand new as well. B-Raves. Thor's Hammer. B-Raves. Yeah, B-Raves. And then B-Raves. Touch it, catch it. B-Raves. Coed 1. The Justice League Fit Squad. 
Fist Squad. No, I'm gonna go Justice League. Uh, they're pissed about that game. Leap sit fuck fast, not furious. Uh, LPP. Yeah, LPP. The Justice League kiss my outlaws. Kiss my outlaws. Yeah, give me the outlaws. And leap sit fuck kiss my outlaws. Kiss my outlaws. Kiss my outlaws. Two wins. Easy fun, fast, not furious. Easy fun. Yeah, I'm going easy fun as well. And fast, not furious. Kiss my outlaws. Jeez, three ga three my games in God. two days. Kiss my outlaws. I'll go kiss my outlaws. Okay, coed two. Iced out. Sneaky snakes. Iced out. What did you? you you're going iced out. No, I'm going sneaky snakes. All right, and then we have gorillas iced out. I'll go gorillas. Yeah, I'll go gorillas in this one. Kiss my end zone, three hunters. Big game, kiss my end zone. Can't pick it. Gorillas, kiss my end zone. Kiss my end zone. Can't pick it. All right, we're going to go division C. C. Yeah. Sorry, it takes me a while to notice. Blitzbuds, the commission. Blitzbuds. Yeah, Blitzbuds. Two inches gang, Les Montagnards. Montagnards. Yeah, Montagnards. The infantry, Los Penetradores. Infantry. Uh, yeah, infantry. ESU Timberwolves, Air Force One. Um, Air Force One. Sorry, I lost a my train thought. Air Force One. Hot Sauce Sports, Ravens. Ravens. A go Hot Sauce. ESU Timberwolves, Beer Belly Brigade. Uh, e Beer Belly Brigade. Yeah, Beer Belly. The Stoics, Hot Sauce Sports. Hot Sauce Sports. Go HSS as well. And the Stoics, the Commission. Stoics. Stoics. Easy W, the Infantry. That's good. E I'm going to go Easy W, the close one. Yeah, easy W. Two Inches Gang, Los Penetradores. LP. Yeah, LP. And then Easy W, ESU Timberwolves. Easy W. Easy. Division D, Mad Dogs, Peerless Scarred. Peerless Scarred. Yeah, Peerless. Glory Boys, Wide Open Bar. Glory Boys. GB. Kiss My Vulture, Former All-Stars. Kiss My Vulture. Can't pick it. La Cité des Jetons, Fourth and Schlong. Ooh, that's fourth good. Fourth and Schlong. Give me Fourth and Schlong. Threat Level Midnight, Bandits. Uh, Bandits. Yeah, man. Bandits are really good. Save the Turftles, Santor. Santor. Hmm. I'll go save the Turftles. Replacements, Blue Dreamers. Uh, Blue Dreamers. BD. Ghost Trap Stars. Uh, oof. Trap Stars are banged up. Nah. I'm going to go Ghost in this. I'm going to go Trap Stars a big part. No, I'm still, I'm still going Trap Stars, yeah. Yeah, Trap Stars. Threat Level Midnight Replacements. Uh, TLM. Midnight. Former All-Stars Threat Level Midnight. Former All-Stars. No, I'll go Threat Level Midnight again. Undertakers, Santal. Santal. Undertakers are just watching it right now. I'm, I'm going to take Undertakers. Late. Primetime. Primetime. Primetime, yeah. Blue Dreamers, Big Dracos. Dracos. No, I'll go Blue Dreamers. They're on a roll. Undertakers, Dirty Dogs. Yeah, Dirty Dogs. Yeah, both dogs. Former All-Stars, Bandits. Uh, Bandits. Yeah, man, I told you they're really good, Bandits. 
Ghost, la cité des jetons. Cité. Yeah, la cité. Fourth and Schlong, Peerless Guard. Uh, fourth and Schlong. I'll go. I'll go Peerless Guard. Dirty Dog, save the Turftles. Double D. Dirty Dog. Lockdown, late. Lockdown. Lockdown. Division A, Braves, KGP. Uh, Braves. Braves. Braves, Party Crashers. Braves. Braves, yeah. All-Stars, KGP. All-Stars. I'm going to give it to KGP. All-Stars, Party Crashers. All-Stars. I'll go All-Stars again. And the Apocalypse, Mokan, Mo Problems. Mokan, Mo Problems. MKMP. And that's going to be Games of the Week. Um, I want to do a quick shout-out to Primetime. Um, they asked me on the field after scoring a touchdown with, like, five plays left. Hey, you going to talk about us this week on the podcast? Nope. Not you, because of that. You just did. Just nope. And for the record, I don't write the script. You just did, though. Does that really count about talking about them, though? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. we mention them every you week in Games of the Week, yeah, so that doesn't count. That's true. It's like we cover every team, do we? Well, here, I'll give you an example, right? So there's a Canadian law that when you, for example, let's say a show like this or Hot Sauce Sports or anything that's that's media-related, you're allowed to play that song for about 25 seconds. After 25 seconds, it becomes a copyright. So we, we didn't speak about them for 25 seconds. So in theory, we didn't talk about them. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, someone else has a copyright on primetime. Maybe. Deion Sanders. Look good, feel good. Okay, uh, so as we wrap up the show here, uh, quickly again, please, and I can't emphasize how important this is for teams out there, double check your rosters for games played for your players. Because it always happens at the end of every season where someone will email the captain, the captain will email the league, or reach out to Eagle or Iggy or myself, whoever it is, PZ included, and say, hey, our guy played five million games, he was eligible, blah, blah, blah. And we look back and say, no, he wasn't. uh, Email the league. Yeah, but they always, they always come up to me and I tell email the Email the league. Email just the league. One of us league. will look at it. Just email the league. If it ends up in my inbox, I'm going to forget about it. Email the league. Just email the league if you think there's a point of contention that needs to be revised or, or looked at that you think this player is eligible or wasn't given the game played. And they can revise it, look at it, and double check with the scorekeepers that were involved and hopefully rectify it. Because it happens also, every year. I hope year. you're submitting your rosters online because that way we have a history of it. Exactly. Yeah, it yesterday, happens. one out of eight. Not a good I know, issue. I've had a few now. I, had a few, I got but, one out of eight. But it's important that you do that so we can get everyone aligned with their roster. So that's my beef. Yeah. Week. Okay, magic words, please. From all of us here at the Week Extra Point Live. Peace, have a good vacation. We'll see you in a few weeks. It's going to be Iggy and I for the next couple weeks coming up. Let's go, Mo. Let's go. Come in house. Sound included. Woo! Put the place up. Yeah, we